What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode, episode number 47 of that Respect the Combat podcast. And as usual, it is Mr. DL Kidanez. And this week, me and Trico just sat down and touched on, of course, the PWI top 150 women. We just addressed like the top 15 in this episode, as well as, oh yeah, we had to talk about Mike Evans almost costing Tom Brady money in the middle of a Buccaneers game. And then on top of that, of course, we had to talk about the unfortunate incident of ROH, as well as 2.0 and Bound for Glory, the fallout. And I guess next week we could start on the aftermath. And there is so much more I can't get into just in this preview, including the NCAA gender equality report. But to get to that, we will see y'all in three. episode number 47 of that respect the combat podcast for those that don't know or may have been living under a rock my name is mr dl Donez with my co-host with Sedmos, mr truco fullerton what's up brother what's up what's up and before we get this episode started we want to say a wish all of our rtc fans and everyone else a, ha- a happy safe and awesome Halloween weekend. So um, this ain't Squid Game, so just be safe out there, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh my God, Squid Game's getting a lot of memes uh, uh, today on social media, especially with the red light, green light, and the uh, and the cookie game, the cookie game. So I'm gonna just move on before I start spoiling the actual series. No, nah, don't. Spoil- I guess the game kind of spoil- spoiled the games and the order, but yeah, we'll move on. So we, we definitely got some spooky news for y'all. Definitely spooky news. Really, Dewey? There's a reason why I called this episode Call Your Shot and Forget Them Kids. But should we just get these mainstream highlights? Yes. All right. Well, starting off, the PWI top 150 women of the last calendar year came out last weekend. And oh boy, did that stir up some just confusion because people's favorites ended up outside the top 10 and globally like there was some recognition outside of the top 10 within the top 10 i'm just gonna read the top 15 not the full 150 you could subscribe to pwi and find that entire list but the top 15 starting at number 15 charlotte flair 14 asuka 13 hikaru shida 12, Rhea Ripley, 11, Serena Deeb, 10, Raquel Gonzalez, 9, Tam Nakano, 8, Io Shirai, 7, Shuri Komodo, I always botch stardom names, 6, Sasha, 5, Thunder Rosa, 4, Britt, 3, Diana Perrazzo, 2, Yatami Hayashida, and number 1, somewhat deservingly bianca and they rated this by win loss records quality of competition and cultural impact from october 1st 2020 to september september 30th excuse me 2021 thoughts on it shriko 
ain't mad um about this list, but um if it was me, I would have put um either Break or Deanna number one. But um but Dia but Bianca did has a has a such good good um momentum of, of this year. So I ain't mad at that. And they're a pretty good list. I'd, if anything, I'd have switched Bianca and Deanna and maybe even put Bianca at four, to be honest. Because Utami's held the World Stardom title for a year. Bianca was, until she got into the Rumble, was barely getting TV time and in a random feud with Zelina and Zelina and Carmella just ran and Zelina and Carmella just so happened to be majority of her challengers in the path of this voting and then she ended the voting staring up at the lights yes she had a big cultural impact and her win-loss records were there but they were definitely padded but I'm okay with it Utami as I said held the world championship and stardom for a year the we'll get to why she's the former double champ but current Raina de Reyes champ and Deanna will get to that. But Britt, she basically, until Sheeta, couldn't close out a feud. She held that L in the final encounter with Swole, which was the very start of the voting. The Thunder Rosa feud, maybe a match of the year contender, but Thunder ended up putting Thumped, making her into a pincushion and putting her through a table. And so, yeah, it's like Britt until Sheeta couldn't close out a feud. Now she's almost every stereotypical heel. Sasha, cultural impact. And when she actually wrestles, she's wrestling near the top half of the card. But she hardly wrestles to a T anymore. Shuri's had a match of the year contender with Utami in stardom. And then has been a double champ for, double champ right now and the five-star grand prix winner out in stardom. EO, We'll get to why she's a former former double champ in NXT in a minute. Tam matched the year contender with Julia earlier this year to win the Wonder of Stardom title and broke away from Mayumi Watani in one of the most, not a Dakota Kai fashion, but she's essentially like split away from QQ, not QQ, excuse me, stars, and just had a breakout year. Raquel, breakout year in the Dusty Cup. Former NXT Women's Champion, former NXT Women's Sag Champion, got the Fallen War Games. That's your top 10. And they've had a lot of consistency in a lot of matches. So I'm not mad at this. I wish, like I said, Bianca, I probably would have put it four just because of quality and consistency of, yeah, she's beaten them, but I feel like the padding has not been like star quality. It's just notoriety when it comes to it. But she's gotten a lot of buzz with WWE and they're actually pushing her now. And I feel, granted, I'll say this, with Bianca and for not necessarily Seth, but more so Bianca, she is, if she loses Monday, she will, in my eyes, be Drew McIntyre. What Drew McIntyre basically the turn, turned into in the Lashley feud. And what I mean by that, is almost similar to Deontay Walter. Keep complaining. I want a rematch. I want a rematch. For what reason when you keep holding that L? She has not won a single pay-per-view since before SummerSlam and not won a title match since before SummerSlam. And yet she keeps 
and ended up getting these title matches for what reason? Yeah, if you know somebody's going to be heel, like Becky was in the last time she had a title match at Super Showdown, which we'll get to that slightly. I don't know if we will, but yeah, Becky basically cheated and Bianca complained about it. I'm like, bro, she beat you clean. Charlotte got DQ, but she beat you. And did you walk out? You had to solidify these title matches to get that one, two, three. And as Dana White always tells his UFC fighters, don't leave the in the hands of the judges. At the end of the day, Bianca keeps leaving the, as a baby face, keeps leaving the final pinfall, final decision in the hands of the refs. Dispute that and win the title. So all I got to say, anything else, Rico, before I move on? Yeah, we just had to wait and see how that title match on Raw Monday is going to be because, um, well, we won. Gonna, well, there's uh, two. between, yeah, well, between yeah, Becky and, and Bianca Monday because, um, oh, we'll get to the reason why I think we're, yeah. if we don't hear Ann new after that, then yeah, Bianca is officially Drew and that's how they've slotted her. Well, that just complainer. And well, that is not good on so many fronts. Yeah, but um, but obvious two reasons: the the build for Survivor Series. Uh, and- we'll talk about that in a minute. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, we'll, we'll talk about it. Trust me, because I know where you're gonna go with that. But we got to move on to these mainstream topics. But I can talk about from uh, last Thursday with Crown Jewel, and this is one of those things like. Um, why didn't you guys talk about it last Thursday? Trico was working a Miami game, just like I'm working later when we touch up. I'm working game for the World Series this weekend. Yeah, we couldn't get to it. Okay, this happened after we recorded. But so we ended up with Queen Woods and Queen Zelina from the King of the King of the Ring and Queen's Crown. And oddly enough. They actually gave Zelina versus Dewdrop. And get this, it was actually a good match because they gave it more than two minutes. The total time, if you excuse me one second, because I sent y'all the screen cap. Man, we talked a lot over the weekend. <laughs> the final time officially was 5.50. Five minutes and 50 seconds for a tournament fight. Yeah, 5.50. 551 for a tournament final is that crazy considering the women have been getting maybe three minutes and they get the final double the time thoughts on the queen's crown especially when fightful knew at the start of the tournament that zelina was walking out with the crown i thought when srs said like he was afraid of the end result i thought it was dewdrop i didn't think that was going to be Zelina because Zelina has been staring up at the lights and just been in an enhancement talent for somebody else. I didn't think that she was going to end up randomly beating everybody. So thoughts on King Woods, Queen Zelina, and right beforehand, we actually had two more firsts at Crown Jewel other than the Queen's Crown because Ref Jess, Jessica Carr, became the first woman to ref a Hell in a Cell match and ref 
a match in Saudi. I know I have my thoughts and opinions on Saudi Arabia. I'm not even going to get into it. But for her to become the first to ref a match out there, granted in the freaking bodysuits, which annoy me, and then turn that around to rough it a hell. One of the best matches on two pay-per-views almost in a row isn't a big look for her. So go ahead, Trico, with your thoughts on King Woods, Queen Zelina, and Rough Jess. Okay, first of all, uh, congratulations to Rev Jess. This is a big, um, huge accomplishment, not only being the first woman to referee a Hell in Cell match, but also referee at a Saudi Arabia uh, a show. So definitely a huge congrats to her and uh, and, uh, and more future uh, matches that she'll be able to rep, uh, call a match of year candidate matches. And then for King Woods, we already know this was his number one goal. Yeah, he said it before. His main goal was not to win a world, world title. That was never his main goal. His main goal was to be king of the ring. That was his, like we like we say for Shawn Michaels, the childhood dream that came true. Well, this is the same thing for Xavier Woods. His childhood dream came true as winning uh, king of the ring. And then for Queen Selena, I feel like this is uh, a redemption. No, nah, this was um, a redemption for her. If you get what I'm saying, like... Um, like she got fired at the time, but then she got rehired, even though we didn't like it at the time. But uh, but I feel like this is a re- redemption for her. But only question is that how she going to keep this momentum and how they're going to do her character as Queen Selena. That's the only question for that. I wish they would have actually given given the matches a little bit more time. But yeah, Queen Selena, if they do it right, can actually be worth something. And then let's get to, before we talk on a little bit more happier news, we got to talk about some sad news, you know, and I hate to bring this up, but Jim Ross actually reported via social media and announced that he did get confirmed for skin cancer, which, man, I... Prayers out to JR and his family, man. That is crazy. Go from Bell's palsy to skin cancer. And he was still sounding good on Dynamite with the amount of energy. But for him to have that, I don't know how contagious it is. But and just prayers out to him and his family. And well, uh, he had it before, but um, but, but I feel like he's going to beat it. He could be he could beat it again. Yeah, we'll see. And just prayers, man. He's getting ready for chemo and all that those contemplations and then just an injury update jc jane after the fail of a suicide diet by her and persia not catching her passed her ct scan and was actually cleared to be invested into the scare with a hell ladder match which we'll get to in a little bit and then koda abushi did suffer and the official diagnostic for the uh dialysis Ah, I can't even speak dialysis for the the injury was a dislocated right shoulder during the G1 final and then uh, yeah so just crazy but good news for New Japan at least in a way going into power struggle battle of the valley and world tag league and super juniors 
the Super Juniors, Robbie Eagles is the one everybody's got their eye on and the matchups. Essentially, the best Super Juniors are going to be built around this year because him and Tiger Mask now are the new IWGP Junior Heavyweight Tag Champions. So what that means going into best of Super Juniors and why I say Robbie Eagles is the one with all the matches that everybody wants to see because Robbie Eagles now holds all the gold in the junior heavy for the junior heavyweights. So it's essentially Robbie Eagles, whoever beats him, you could easily see either one night at the dome or come February, 2022 being in line for an IWGP junior heavyweight title shot. So that's going to be insane going into that. And Tony Nice is officially all elite, which they did the crowd spot, which was so random. I'm like, wait, what? I mean, don't, don't that remind you of something? NXT. Tony Nice said it, it in an interview he did with Chris Van Vliet. When he did the crowd spot, I'm like, wait, what? And then he talked about it, and it was just like, okay. He didn't know about it, and they just signed him. But then again, he did work for WWE three months unsigned and just had to go from his job via red eye per, being a PT via red eye to raw and then back and forth. And it's crazy. I was like, wait a minute. I, I see what they were doing there. Like they kind of did like, like they do for the old takeovers. They yeah. showed- Tony needs got to take over a moment at an AEW dark, which was hilarious. <laughs> With one of the two of five live standouts and a man that won the cruiserweight, won a WrestleMania match. But we got to touch on something kind of stupid. And this is our last main, no, not one of our last, but it's a pretty major one. Kind of stupid. But did you happen to see the Buccaneers game this past weekend? Yes, I have. I know we've all seen the highlight because if that equipment manager wasn't able to get this ball back, We'd probably have a dead Mike Evans right now. But let me explain. Let me explain why the Buccaneers were about to dropkick one of their own players after a touchdown. It was Tom Brady's 600th of his career. And, of course, he wanted the ball. But Mike Evans, not thinking, gave the ball to a fan. So the equipment manager hunted it down, got it. But here was the trade, and I'm going to let you – think about this if for brady's 600 game ball get that back to the tampa bay for a different game ball a thousand dollar gift card to a team to the buccaneers store promise of a helmet a couple jerseys and something nice in return from tom brady do you think and the fan legit said hey it's for tom brady i can't say no do you think it was worth it I'm gonna take. I'm gonna try and take my personal bias out for the gift for the gift card. Yeah, for the gift card. Oh yeah, it was worth. It was a worthy trade. Football for yeah. a gift card. Yeah. Oh yeah, I just wish like legit. Mike Evans then got a second TD in the same game, and then gave another game ball to a different fan. That was stupid. Like he just had so many botches. Like he was scoring, but he was looking stupid. It was just bad. <laughs> Badly funny. But I got to, for our last mainstream uh, highlight, and then we'll kind of get a little happier. 
and this is via social media that I found this out from, directly from Ring of Honor throughout, and this is a memo from Ring of Honor. Throughout the pandemic, our priority is to keep everyone healthy and safe. Despite not producing any live events over 18 months, we were able to keep everyone fully contracted. We are now, we now find ourselves at at a time where we need to make some changes to our business operations and are planning to pivot for Ring of Honor with a new mission and strategy. The year will culminate with Final Battle in December and we will be taking the first quarter of 2022 to work internally to reimagine ROH. ROH has the most dedicated fans in the industry and we appreciate their loyalty and patience to reconceptualize ROH. We anticipate returning to live events in April for the Supercut Our Honor with our fan-focused products per, and provide a unique experience for wrestling fans. That was a statement from ROH. What does mean? If I can pull up the... And what they did and what this mean is ROH will do the tape and this is via Brian Alvarez, Brian Alvarez of the Wrestling Observer. ROH will do tapings in November, then run Final Battle December 11th. Nobody's contract will be renewed, but everybody under contract will finish out the year. They, they are, however, able to work anywhere they want immediately. We are told rumors St. Clair canceled the show are not true. So the November tapings, so essentially your road to Final Battle is still there. However, Final Battle, December 11th, is the last ROA show for now. And it's crazy. And this is from Meltzer and got followed up by SRS of Fight. So Wrestling Observer again and Fightful. ROH released everyone from their contracts. As I said, everybody from Alvarez, everybody's going to be getting paid up and also from uh, Sean Rossap. The contracts that go be, the contracts will end are effective December 11th. If a contract goes beyond December 11th, they will be paid until March 31st. So essentially you'll get about a three, four month window of still getting an ROH paycheck. However, you are free to work as some people are hinting at Dan Housen being all elite because of the Jericho Cruise. People are free to do that. That's nuts. And I got this middle of the day, that info middle of the day Wednesday. Trico, thoughts on essentially a reboot of ROH, a reboot and, um, essential firing after especially after the work that maria canellas bennett like put in the reboot the division and the fact that booker gave everybody the division because <laughs> he trained majority of them well as long as as long as they don't call it uh, hr 2.0 as long as they don't call it that yeah, i'm good and then um, technically roh would be roh 5.0 at this point oh god yeah, they've rebooted that much because <laughs> they stopped before the pandemic and around, we'll talk off there, but it would technically be ROH 5.0. NXT at least with 2.0 is like, you could kind of argue it's 2.0, but it's really NXT 
4.0, maybe ECW 6.0 right now. So, yeah, nuts. Yeah, crazy. But that's it for the mainstream. Let's talk about this AEW Women TBS Championship Eliminator Tournament. So, we're coming in the middle of the first round and talking about this because they announced it last the bracket what last friday the yeah last friday yeah last friday had one match last saturday in the first round and a second first rounder in the on wednesday so and what they did which i didn't understand at the time but it was actually rewarding the top 5 in the divi- in the women's division for being in the top five. The number one contender will get to her, shockingly, in two weeks at full gear. And based off who we're talking about, you can kind of guess who is getting the doctor for the AEW Women's World title. But for the ones that have had their first round matchups into the second round, so it's a bracket of two, one match, and then 12-person... 12-woman tournament with four first-round buys, and those first-round buys went to the two through five. So second-round matchup now is Hikaru Shida versus Nyla Rose. I know we're getting this match again, but yeah. And then the other match on that side of the bracket is Ruby Soho versus Chris Statlander. And Nyla and Statlander both had first-round buys, whereas Shida had to beat... Serena Deeb and probably a match that I could consider for my top 10 matches and fights of 2022. And then Ruby Soho knocked off Penelope Ford, which was more storyline driven than anything. Who come out of those four, who comes out of that side of the bracket and goes to the final? Uh, hmm. That's a Sheeta, Nyla, Ruby, and Sadlander. That's a tough one. That's a tough one. But and you want to know why it's tough? Because it could go any way out of that one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I will give my predictions when we get to the semifinal. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah. Then I so give my. You want to wait one more round. Okay. Yeah. Essentially, a round and a half before you do them. Okay. Exactly. I'm yeah. Fine with that. Yeah. And then the other half of the bracket. Because it's so weird, and I'm just going to say these three names conclusively, because they'll go Sweet 16, Elite 8, yada, yada. But as of right now, one matchup is the Queen Slayer and former world title challenger Anna Jay versus one of Britt's puppets and Jamie Hayter. And the winner gets Thunder Rosa. And the other Sweet 16 matchup, the bunny gets red Vel- versus red velvet, and the winner gets Jade. I was about to say how she awarded the TBS title, but I'm not saying that on here. <laughs> yeah, and uh, obviously that side of the bracket, my gut is telling me Thunder versus Jade. If we don't get Jamie versus Thunder, and then I don't know, but. Jade versus probably Red Velvet and Jade's obviously winning, winning that sucker. So we'll get to that down the line. And another thing we'll touch on next week because 
I am so close to the sun that I can't touch on it right now is the 2021 World Series. I will just say who's in it right now for those that don't know. And as I always say, living under a rock, it's Astros Braves. And as I said, with me working on the games, I really can't touch on it. And so we will touch on it after the World Series is over next week. So, and we could easily go to break now, Trico, if you want. Or, matter of fact, I think let's just parlay these uh, post-show previews to both after the break, even though I've got them worded differently on here. And let's touch on the other fallout from Crown Jewel that you kind of alluded to, and that being... Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. Oh boy. Charlotte's been pretty much going into business for herself for the longest. And this is weird because Charlotte's the oldest of the four horsewomen, and yet she's the least experienced of the four horsewomen. And the segment in question last Friday was supposed to be a quote unquote title exchange which they did last year with the new day and street profits which was so stupid then and then they tried to do it with becky and charlotte and made it even more grandiose than just a moment in the back and have them do the trade but the profits in the new day new day made the story about biggie going into survivor series it's sasha becky charlotte and Bianca trying to rip each other's heads off for those titles. And Charlotte's had, Charlotte and Becky have had so much history, negative, since Becky essentially called Charlotte plastic and phony. Crazy. However, we all know, I hate to say it, but Charlotte did get shot out of a cannon, even in NXT. And we'll talk about the third Uso that made his. NXT W. He didn't. He got associated. Looks like him. He didn't even get as close to the sun and as high a profile debut. Not even Braun Breaker, which he he got rebranded as high a debut as Charlotte. She got presented and was coddled until after she won the NXT Women's Title by her dad. Dad, legit until she won the um her first year as Raw Women's Champion. As WWE Women's Champion, not with the butterfly belt, Ric Flair was by her side essentially at every title match. So, yeah. Word is a Flair and Ric Flair was by her side for almost every match. Not good. And now it's created this aura of I'm better than you of MJF's character, but behind the scenes. It's crazy. And I'll say this. Charlotte's the least experienced of the four. Sasha's the youngest of the four and with the most experience. And yet Charlotte's the one being the biggest baby. Becky's the one with the most global experience. Chime in. So I'm going to give my valid points that I, I want to see if you can uh, agree with, uh, with, uh, with some of these points because this all gimme, gimme, gimme thing with Charlotte started when um, when when she had a few with, with Becky, when she started, um, when Becky had this heel term, but... Um, yeah, that was the around the time she did that whole phony promo. Yeah, because um, it, it was supposed to be Becky as a heel, 
and Charlotte a baby face. But the problem is, is that uh, all the fans were behind Becky with the whole the man's persona, and uh, which led to her turn into a baby face, but and also uh, make a star in the uh, in the women's division. So that led Charlotte to get upset. But then we was when we was supposed to get Ronda versus um, Becky at Survivor Series at that time. Becky got injured, and um, where some of the people thought it was going to be Oscar, but they, they chose Charlotte to be in it because if Charlotte didn't want to be left out or be in the 505 days, she wanted to be in the main persona. And, uh, and then all of that led to her being in the triple threat at that rest, at WrestleMania 35, which she did not need to be in, which it, it was supposed to be Ronda versus Becky, but well, now we might never get that match uh, now. So, so yeah, Ronda's mama. So, yeah. Do I think she got shot out of a cannon more than anybody prominently? Look at where everybody, Roman and Nia, get the treat the viewpoint of if you smell what the Rock is cooking. Same with the Usos. The Rock rarely has shown up for like maybe a segment or two. Yes, the height of Roman's like hate hatred. The Rock was there at the Rumble, but that all turned, and then they did right by Roman, turned him heel, and have distanced him from The Rock. Granted, like his leukemia, like resurfaced, like helped him out because actually you made people like, hey, shut up, he's actually human. Charlotte has stayed up near the top and has never went like valued it, almost treated like the tag titles as Roman did the WWE United States title when he held it. It was a demotion and didn't feel like it was valued. So yeah, do I feel that she should have done whatever? Yeah, no. But even, so, and we'll talk about this after the break, but Solo Sokoa, I, you, the almost you got from his brothers was the crowd chanting, ooh, so, ooh, so. And a tweet from them after the show saying just with the drop of the drop of blood. That was all you got from the Usos. That was it. Ric Flair literally introduced her on NXT and Rikishi was nowhere near, near to be found. Roman, Alpha and Zika, this is the first time like that feud with Jimmy and Jay was the first time you had ever seen Alpha and Zika actually at a Roman match, which Zika is Roman's father of the Wild Samoans. Zika of the Wild Samoans, FYI. But yeah, so I don't know, man. Considering Becky and Charlotte, as of now, are the Survivor Series Women's Champion versus Women's Champion match, do we see the panic switch that we usually see going into Survivor Series? I think so, just to avoid Becky and Charlotte actually going one-on-one and having to work together. You can't for... I called it another Brett and Sean situation. Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. You can't keep forcing two top stars to want to work together that don't want to work together. Just because, ooh, they make the most money. I'm like, bro, yeah, they do. But it's like, you can't force Bret Hart. You literally had nobody else. You have other people now that you could easily slide in for Becky and for Charlotte. 
Charlotte's going to reslot it with Bianca. I have no idea who they could replace Becky. No, Becky's going to slot it in for Bianca. I have no idea who you could slot in Charlotte for. Let me uh, look at this Google who got who's actually on the SmackDown roster if they updated the mess. Because I uh, know we know obviously it's going to be uh, Sasha because not even Sasha. I'm sorry, you can't even do Sasha and Bianca. I'm sorry because Sasha is so close to the. What I mean by being so close to the sun, as in being so close to the situation, to where you your bias and your opinion is so out of it that your judgment is lax. Sasha, yes, she could easily be there, but I would almost say this storyline with Sonya has to end ASAP, or you can throw in Shayna versus Bianca. And the reason I say this storyline with Sonya and Naomi has to win it end soon is just to throw either Naomi or or Sonya as world champion versus Bianca because they're known for hot shotting and doing random bookings when it comes to Survivor Series which is what scares me for Big E because they have never hot shotted the Universal title it's always been the WWE title and they've also hot shotted women's championships in the past the only title, as you and I have touched on offline, Trico, they have not hot shot it in the name of Survivor Series, brand versus brand, has been the Universal Championship. And you really think Roman's dropping it to anybody right now? No, because... Especially Roman- with Brock waiting? No. So, you know it's going to be Becky and Charlotte are dropping the titles at some point. It's just Becky prayerfully on monday because she still has that same claim that seth did off of when mox no when seth came off the knee injury becky's got that claim right now becky never lost the belt in the ring she lost it because she seth got her pregnant and now she's back still hasn't lost it she just traded got traded so yeah becky still until Raw can easily say she had never lost the title and to be honest has not lost a pay-per-view in years since 2019 she has not lost a pay-per-view uh, yeah. so so yeah has oh. not been pinned in a pay-per-view let's just say that because I do not know what that um, random decision they put at Extreme Rules was when Becky was like you got it dude yeah oh, that whole that whole trade um, incident, that just led to the whole women's locker room of not working with, uh, don't want to work with Charlotte. And uh, oh yeah, and I feel Charlotte is like one foot out of the door man, at some point. And um, another thing. I mean, they um, stopped Zelina. They basically put the crown on Zelina to stop her, especially since uh, Zelina's husband and her former like charge are now tag teaming in the other company. Yeah, which is which is really good, but um, but but that's another story for another time. But um, oh, yeah, that may well, be uh two weeks from now. Yeah, but um, well, what else I was gonna mention? Oh yeah, um, if if they are gonna do Becky versus Charlotte, but um, at least make the story uh make sense because you got a real situation here. You got a real situation here and a and, situation the fans have seen for yeah, years. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, make it capitalize on it because, like you said, this is another Brett versus Sean situation. So, um, uh, uh, so capitalize on that situation. But if you don't want these two to be in the same program, same ring, so one of them is losing their titles. Uh, uh, both just avoid like the backlash from the other. Yeah. So uh, at some point, so well, whatever um is going to happen. And That's then, why I say, like, I said Naomi or Sonya just because you can't have Sasha in there because Sasha's too close to the sun, as I said, as a four horsewoman. Yes, I mean, Sasha is the most credible, but as of right now, you do that, you're just adding fuel to it. And then what I was going to mention, oh, um, when they replayed that SmackDown of of that, uh, of the title yeah, swap, right. yeah, oh. they, they edited it out. When they did the replay on that, when they oh went, no they didn't yeah when um when Charlotte dropped her title on the floor they edited it out in the replay oh they, no I was wondering if you saw that because I, uh, you know they had a dynamite on and plus I was working mm. you know they had a dynamite on Saturday <laughs> during that replay and it was Bound for Glory I was not about to watch that yeah. They they edited out that portion of that um part of that part of that segment. They because they know that was not in the script, and uh because uh, and then Sonya break character to say uh, pick it up, pick it up. And oh boom. yeah, Sonya had to to try and keep the peace, but yeah. now it's like Sonya has to play the heel with no uh babyface tweener counterpart because Brock then killed her counterpart, but. Well, that's another story for another time. And speaking of other stories for other times, we'll see you on five. Uber Eats is known for having hot food online, but launching in April, groceries will be added within the app. By adding grocery and convenience stores, they can reach more people who don't want to go out or don't have time to shop. Uber Eats helps out the stores by giving them more visibility and a solid customer base. You can download the Uber Eats app Enter your address and you will see numerous grocery stores and chains. For an added bonus, several stores have free delivery and discount codes on special items. Let's go shop! Man, this episode's been crazy, huh, Strico? Yep, I told y'all it was going to be a spooky episode. I told y'all. Well, and like that, we are back, man. It's... I have no, I'm at a loss for words. Yeah, I knew we had to just do a little bit of shuffling with this agenda, but needed to happen. And let's just get to, do you want to talk about last Saturday or this past Tuesday? Uh, let's start with Saturday first. Let's start with Saturday. Oh, you want to start with the good? Yeah, just go by day to day. Yeah. Uh, All right. Yeah. I'm just going to say highlights from uh, Bound for Glory. And Bound for Glory is the reason why it's called your shot. This episode's called what it is. Because essentially, Bound for Glory was centered around the Call Your Shot gauntlet and Call Your Shot trophy. And to start off, the good, with my notes at least, the Good Brothers did retain, which kind of expected with the AW merger ending, partnership ending, and they're trying to make sure all the titles are under impact contracted talent, which makes the knockouts title situation even more confusing. So 
No, no qualm. Was not going to lose their titles. That was not going to happen. Ooh, they was not losing. No, I did think so, just because of all this Bullet Club stuff. But then again, obviously, they're ending a lot of partnerships. And at least now, since everybody's going back on the road in the States. So, yeah. And then, of course, the first shot that was um, part of the Call Your Shot Gauntlet 2020, the winners, Keith and Rhino, which Rhino won versus Island by Design. Keith got hurt in last year's Call Your Shot gauntlet which essentially was like a battle royal battle royal slash royal rumble and the winner essentially got a money in the bank trophy for any title that other choice so obviously heath and rhino were in but for heath and rhino last year it was for both their jobs Rhino ended up winning after Heath destroyed his shoulder. So Rhino was just wondering aimlessly for the longest until he ran into a cult leader by the violent by design by Eric Young, which Eric Young said this has is on the record saying this is his idea for sanity is violent by design was what he wanted to do for that. This match was Heath Slater, Heath, Heath Slater's first match in over a year. Like I said, last bound for glory. And Heath and Rhino's first tag match since main event October 2018. So almost two, three years since they've teamed together. Didn't look like, and it was kind of the simple, I wish they would have like handicap match until somebody, the partner came down for the save and the partner was still med mind controlled by the evil leader so that simple story i enjoyed it like that obviously if you're an offer chop fan you already know the the opener to bound for glory the i former iconics now the inspiration won the tag titles from decay their first their last match together before that was a loser must disband match against live and ruby back august of 2020 so over a year for them and the year they've had just dealing with immigration and getting their green card just to work in the states because after their release it's just been nuts however why did oh man that entrance what did you think before i chime in what did you think of their entrance hmm. it was a little bit, it was a bit weird it was bad it was weird. It was bad, bad lip reading, bad karaoke. Yeah. To me, the pre-show match, Jordan Grace won a five-minute six-six-way match to become Impact's first digital media champion, which just turned into an intergender title. The confusing match was Deanna versus Mickey. Mickey ended up beating Deanna, which. If they're wanting to distance every company, is Mickey contracted back with the Impact fully now? And you know, you want to know what's funny? When we did our predictions, most of y'all was going with Deanna, and I picked Mickey for some reason, and somehow my prediction was correct, and I was shocked. My prediction was correct? Yeah, I think I was, because I thought Impact was going back toward Impact, and plus, it's like, Deanna was a little over a month from having the longest knockout title reign of all time, which right now she's only got the second because of 
the first was coming into November with Taya, Taya's reign. And she still had like one title match she had to do, which was Mercedes Martinez. And then easily could have put over Tasha with the win after that, which is what I thought they were going. The fact they went over with Mickey, but I guess I'd rather this been the heartbreak than what we'll get to in the main event because it turned into from that the do you want to go into the x division title or call your shot the 2021 call your shot yeah let's go to the call your shot okay this year's call your shot actually i'm going to do the x division title because call your shot ends up bleeding into the main event and the yeah it does yeah title for the mat yeah let's go to the division mm-hmm. okay so the x division title which turned into a vacant x division title match over option c because Josh Alexander vacated it to cash in option C, was Trey Miguel versus Steve Macklin versus El Fantasmo. And great match. And kind of everything, I would not, only reason I would not put this in there is just because the reason behind this match was the main event. And, but Trey Miguel is your new X Division champion and finally holding gold. And the only rascal holding gold. We'll get to that in a minute. And then, yeah, call your shot 2021. You had the debut of Rocky Romero and the return of the Kiss Demon, as well as Molina <laughs> returning. Which I was shocked by the Kiss Demon. We haven't seen this since um the old WC. That was so random. But even Eric say what? What? Yeah. Like, the kiss demon, like, you got to be kidding me. But Moose did what he said he was going to do. He said he was going to screw over W. Morrissey at some point, And he did to win the Call Your Shot gauntlet. So keep that in mind as I talk about the end of this card. But Moose now has the right to challenge for whatever title he wants going into the next calendar year. Whatever title he wants, whenever he wants. Impact World title match, main event of the show. Two, two, possibly three generations of talent from Canada. Christian Cage, Josh Alexander. Great match. Great, great match. And Christian ended up countering one ankle lock. Cool. Second ankle lock. Josh legit stomped on one hand, said, hey, buddy, you're not leaving. Christian tapped out. And Christian anointed and passed the torch of Impact from himself and one generation of TNA impact to the next with Josh Alexander. Josh, Josh Alex, he's saying, celebrating with his kid, wife, his son, very happy moment. And I enjoyed it. But then all you hear is forget you moves, forget you moves. Like, ah, nah, 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 nah. And I know I'm going to have to turn that down, but that's legit how Dilo was. Spear, one, two, three, new world champion. And Moose finally did it and said, forget your kids and stole the title. Legit, as Josh Alexander is talking to his wife and son and stood over him as his wife's cradling his head and his son's like hugging him. I was, I was like, oh my God, they turned this to a money in a bank situation. I was like, oh my God, now I feel like this is going to lead into maybe... Hard to kill in January. I say let the because unfortunately because I know it's impact and if 
W. Morrissey's contract was not expired at this last taping. If they got him to renew until January, I see either W. Morrissey or Eddie getting hard to kill shot, and then Josh getting a shot probably at Rebellion in April. Have Moose get it for a six-month reign, and then Josh rip his head off for what he did. That's what I want. But, man, that was evil. It was hilarious because Delo's commentary, and yes, I had to censor it, but, man, that was hilarious. Dude, I can't. Moving on from something hilarious to something depressing, let's talk about Halloween Havoc. Hosted by Chucky. Uh, Yeah, we'll get to that, which the Mandy Rose only – let's just talk about the results because I'd rather not. So Imperium won the Lumberjack match and won a Lumberjack match to, for the NXT tag titles over MSK. Well-deserved. Uh, uh, About it, time, but where was the GYV feud that was kind of promised and not sold? We'll talk about the Solo Sokoa, a.k.a. the third Uso, just popped up, hit like two punches and a belly-to-belly on Grayson Waller and then walked out. And as you, he did this... Like, he's going to have to get a different hairstyle entirely <laughs> just to differentiate himself. A different hairstyle and a different attire from his older brothers to differentiate himself from them. Well, as long as he keeps impressing the tribal chief, he is good. He is good. Uh, did you not hear me of whose brother, younger brother, he is? That's, really- that's what I'm saying. Yeah. As long as he keeps impressing the tribal chief, he will be good. Oh, yeah. And... I will say this. It's only a matter of time before we see the Usos and Roman or just Heyman on NXT going into an NXT title match. That's why I think the end result of Braun Breaker losing was bound to happen. And I was actually right because I'm saying Solo is NXT champion not before long, especially when you can build the Bloodline storyline for another year. And six months of that is just getting Solo ready to go up to the main roster to rip Shinsuke's head off the IC title. Am I wrong? No, but at least the soul of Triple H's NXT is still intact with Tommaso Ciampa, but don't get, it, don't, don't get twisted. It's still on life support. Let's talk about the women now, though, because, oh boy. Because one, the tag titles changed just because Indy Hashtag killed for mother. Oh, my God. That was a nasty lad. That was nasty. That was nasty. And it, and at least Candice is broke. The ladder Candice landed on last year broke. Eels didn't break. That's what I'm saying. That was, that was and here you go as Candice. Like, she made her mama proud on Twitter. I'm like, oh, no. Candice is that bloodthirsty. I understand she's that bloodthirsty just because of her history with EO, but jeez. And legit, it's all started because of a cage. But man, and of course, with JC and uh, Gigi winning, JC was actually cleared after passing that CT scan. But man, the spot everybody's going to be talking about and the fact EO's still tweeting, like, I hate Indy Hartwell. Like, how are you talking from the grave? But that wasn't a story from the night. That was just the A storyline to get Toxic Attraction gold. The B storyline... Mandy Rose escaped by the skin of her teeth because of the Grim Reaper and the ultimate snake in that 
in the history of the NXT women's locker room came back and beat up Raquel again. And that snake slash Grim Reaper turned out to be Dakota Kai. So she's back in NXT. Well, we did see the Vimeo promos of someone digging up a grave site. So that could have been uh, Dakota Kai. Like people were telling me like how they knew it was Dakota was the crutch, not the grave. The crutch is what told people it was Dakota. Because Dakota was known for either the knee brace or the crutch for the longest. And she is the biggest snake in the NXT women's locker room, like her character. Yeah. And then also that match was a trick-or-treat uh, street fight, which was Chucky's choice. Uh, that, let's move on. Because I've got too much to say, and we've already got and we've got another one I'd rather vent over before I actually get upset with that. Because you remember earlier this year when we touched on the just the food discrepancy for the men's NCAA tournament versus the women's NCAA basketball tournament. Yeah, and um, these uh, I don't know what's going on with these um, legal like gender rules and like issues like. Yeah, the gender rules are just stupid right now. And let me explain how stupid with the so the ncaa gender equality report came out earlier this week oh baby like the pay discrepancy from 2018 to 2019 which was the last fully active college season in person oh those numbers were bad just per athlete expenses and this is like men's basketball to women's basketball 4285 for the men per athlete 2588 for the women for Men's wrestling versus women's volleyball in the six gender sports gap for the men it was a plus twenty two hundred and twenty nine. And what's even worse is for the fans of women's sports or like fans of women's athletes versus fans of men's athletes. And this is even worse. Guess by and I know you got it, but times how much do you think it would be, Trico? Without looking at it, that's somewhere in the um, times what two, three, four, five, six. I would say about five thousand for a for a for a single uh for a single um for a single league. As far as like the difference, no, it's way worse. They have the way worse. So for the fan fest, women are the women's sports, women's softball allowed it. Fifty three nine, fifty three thousand nine hundred dollars. Men's yeah. baseball, two hundred and seventy four thousand eight hundred dollars. Enough said. Enough said. I'm gonna get a migraine. And then here are the recommendations from said report. And I kid you not, and I agree with all this. Establishing a system for collecting and maintaining standard data across all ninety championships that will facilitate future gender equality reviews and audits getting rid of gender and modifiers on branding for tournaments and championships so ncaa men's ncaa women's get rid of all that mess and increasing the number of senior staff in the ncaa's championships structure to improve the oversight of gender equality which oh baby they need and then finally conducting a zero-based 
zero bias budget for each championship over the next five years to ensure gender differences are necessary, appropriate, and equitable. I'm done. It's so crazy that we've gotten to this point. I'm just glad it's out there. I am so glad it's out there. But man, it's annoying that it got to this point. Yeah. And Trico, like, you you sent me a photo just now. I'm kind of mad about this photo. Because that means they are about to do Big E like they did Kofi. I mean, I know he wanted to be like Kofi, but not like this. I just have a feeling that this might could happen, which I ain't wrong about the match. But but please don't do Big E dirty, please. Please. He said he wanted to be like Kofi. This is not what he meant. Not what he meant when he said he wanted to be like Kofi. Hey, they. So, yeah. Let's talk from one headache and a migraine to another headache and a migraine. So, last within the gaming community, last week, Trico and I did touch on the launch of the Reflect um, skincare products by Valkyrie. And essentially... What had happened in all that drama, she essentially kind of ended up in a sketchy product by a sketchy developer because they told her, oh, we did all this research, but we're not going to make it public at all. I'm like, okay, that, however, like, yeah, like people end up with sketch and sus stuff all the time, however with what happened with her and her branding like and i hate to say promoters developers and anything like that will just find somebody that isn't impressionable and don't know too much about that industry and then they'll pounce on it and wait 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 hold up it's just crazy and i just pray for everybody especially her well-being in that regard and Trico, I'm gonna let you chime in on the 2K stuff real quick. On our next topic, which is WWE 2K's uh, leak, but yeah, there's something I need to check. So I'm gonna let you talk about whether or not you would like and give as much of your opinion on that as possible. Whether or not you would like WWE 2K to integrate the 2K games microtransactions model, and we'll talk then. But tell that, have at it, boy. So about this whole situation, but I don't know if this is going to be a good thing or a bad thing, because especially when I hear the rumors about the uh, WWE doing, following the same route as NBA 2K with, with the VC. So uh, it's just another migraine for that. And then, um, and then um, as far as leaks, we probably won't get another preview or another sneak peek, maybe I would say at Survivor Series, the latest. Survivor Series or Day One or the Royal Rumble. That's what I got to say about uh, 2K22. And then lastly, we'll just hope to get the game is good. Just hopefully. That's what I can mention. And then, so um, uh, again, further ahead, uh, let's go over with the October stay playlist. Uh, um, we're not going to touch on that right now because I am sorry. Some insane breaking news that I didn't expect to get. I didn't expect to see the notification. And I'm just like, 
you've got to be kidding me. They, Nintendo, like, they saw what you're, we're about to touch on to end this show with the PlayStation State of Play, and their response is, oh, you want to steal all our games and all our, want to parody our games and characters? We're going to take one of your biggest mascots, NetherRealm, and put them into Smash Bros. The next DLC got revealed. Get over here. Yep, Scorpion. Oh my god. They got a guilt. <laughs> Why would you put any character from Mortal Kombat into Smash Bros? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, you, you was already fired with all uh, freaking Kazia for Tekken. Why you need Mortal Kombat? Yeah, that's why I, like, had you just talk about 2K. Let me hop in on 2K real quick. But you kind of summed up everything. However, Matt, because I got the notification about the trailer on my phone. And I'm like, Scorpion is coming to Smash. I'm done. I'm done. Oh, boy. And my thoughts on 2K, if they actually make it worthwhile and don't make faction mode look like my team, to where it is nothing but microtransactions. I'm okay with that. But if they're trying to make it to where, or if online is legit just pay to win against a bunch of 99s. Because I think the highest I got on 2K20 was, with any of my builds, was like an 86 or something. I'm like, okay. But yeah, that's just me. And now let's end this show with, bruh, the PlayStation... And that segues from talking about garbage that's coming out in 2K22 in 2022 to a shock DLC to an October state of play that was under, that was roughly 20 minutes. Yeah. Sony's not been doing good all year. Yeah. And 20 minutes state of play is not cool. And the biggest one that, and the most hype that we would probably get on this show from that was the fact Square not uh snk announced a new i almost screwed up a new character and the release of and the open dates for an open beta which the kof open beta us north american from november 19th so three weeks out 7 p.m pst to november 22nd 7 a.m pst from in the UK, 11 December, 11.20, so November 20th, 4 a.m. CET to 6 p.m. November 22nd. In Japan, noon to midnight, November 20th to November 22nd. No sign-up needed. That's your highlight, a beta. And that's been, like, the biggest thing for a lot of your sports, your combat sports, and your sports gamers all year. It's been a beta for a game. That's due out in February. Okay, way to not help and entice a community that y'all had a few years ago. Bruh, let it die. Okay, we are okay. I'm not in the music games. Bug Snacks is essentially, and this, I'm surprised if, I'm surprised Sony got away with this. Because Bug Snacks is Animal Crossing <laughs> with bugs. Am I wrong, Trico? No. Five Nights, we all know those games. That series is going to be crazy. Death Store, don't remember that one. Cart Rider, that's another lawsuit waiting to happen. 
from Nintendo. That's why I was just like, before I had to cut you off because Nintendo about to sue Sony twice over over this list. My God. First class trouble. That is just an Among Us clone that was already on Steam that's getting ported over to console. Star Ocean, don't need to say much. Little Devil Inside is another world platformer. Real like, so the PS5 is almost like a kid-friendly console. I don't know. And that sucker weighs and looks like a flying saucer. Bruh. Am I wrong on any of those games? No. With that being said, we've got a stacked lineup for the rest of the month. Hold it up before I mix this up. Because, man, do we have a... October was crazy. We got a crazy November. Of course, we got full... I got to pull up the entire calendar because New Japan's calendar just messed me up. And I am so sorry. We got full gear, Survivor Series. Can't You're just going to say the general stuff, the general, like, common knowledge stuff. I'm going to go through the entire November real quick because November is next week. Yeah, that's what I'm November saying. November is Monday. Yeah. Yes, we've got UFC 267, yeah. the light heavyweight title with Juan defending against Glover Teixeira. But next weekend, next Saturday, even. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. Can't oh, tell baby. You've got, power str- you've got power struggle next Saturday, which is one of the last two major shows in New Japan for the year before Wrestle Kingdom. You've got UFC 268, Kamal Usman versus the rematch of Usman and Covington, which last time it's a legit a broken jaw to shut him up. And then Canelo Alvarez and Caleb Plant close off the night next weekend. And then as I touched on with you, Eric, and Leland earlier this week, which I'm surprised this happened, you've got full gear on the 13th, but New Japan's dumb enough to do Battle in the Valley essentially at 10 p.m., whereas full gear starting at 8. Full gear's been known, whereas New Japan just randomly showed up and said, hey, we're going to do a show in the U.S., during one of the biggest nights of the year during another company's major show not smart and that company's already been advertised and then we got the g4 tv reboot on the 16th and then as trico brought up the 21st is survivor series and then i get to get fat on thanksgiving ta-ta let's have fun bruh we about to have some fun next month and until then stay safe y'all Happy Hallow's Eve. Anything you want to plug, Trico? Um, uh, just guys, be on the lookout for our next episode of the Technology uh, News Talk as we got some more news uh, 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 coming up soon. For me, this year-long dance challenge is over next week. So I am prepping a documentary that I can't touch too much on right now with a lot of that footage and till then much love y'all two fingers see you till next week Ta-ta.